Which means it must be about time to look across the Tasman and Brad Foster in New South Wales with the latest on what's happening over there. Uh, Brad, kia ora, how are you? I'm very well, Susie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, now, you were in talking last week with Jesse about Qantas, um, and this was the high cost of the airfares, but there's been a fair development in this story. There has. Uh, news just in this morning, uh, the last couple of hours, Alan Joyce, the CEO, has announced that he's bringing his retirement forward by two months to, uh, until tomorrow. Um, the new MD will be Vanessa Hudson. Uh, Mr Joyce has been there 22 years. Um, he said it's uh, a good opportunity or time for him to step down to allow Qantas to accelerate its renewal. And, uh, of course, there's been a few issues um, over the past week, uh, particularly on uh, on Qantas. Um, I mentioned uh, that Mr Joyce uh, fronted a... a, a um, uh, commission into uh, the high cost of airfares and the amount of money that was owing to people who had their flights cancelled during the pandemic. Uh, now, following this last week, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, uh, that's basically our country's independent corporate watchdog, they launched action in the federal court alleging Qantas engaged in false, misleading and deceptive conduct by advertising tickets for more than 8,000 flights that it had already cancelled but not removed from sale. So one example um, that the ACCC gave us, Qantas sold 21 tickets for a flight from Sydney to San Francisco in July last year after it had already cancelled the flight, uh, with the last ticket being sold 40 days after the cancellation. And now if, if uh, Qantas is proven at fault, that penalty could be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and this is uh, separate to a class action being taken against Qantas relating to uh, not reimbursing customers for domestic or international flights that they purchased and that were cancelled during COVID uh, travel restrictions. So probably a good time for Mr Joyce to uh, step down, Susie. Yeah, I mean, how is this all going down in Australia? Because, I mean, it's quite shocking. And um, I can't imagine Aussies are particularly pleased at hearing this news. We're not. Um, the, the reputation, I think, of Qantas at the moment is probably at the lowest uh, ebb uh, in its history. Um, and um, uh, the new MD, Vanessa Hudson, she was the CFO at Qantas um, previously. She's going to have to do a lot of work um, and uh, I guess the whole management team are going to have to do a lot of work to uh, bring Qantas back to um, a position that it held and it has been one of our greatest um, uh, companies in Australia for a long time but mm. uh, there are certainly uh, a lot of issues at the moment that uh, need to be sorted out and uh, we will be uh, be watching this and hearing about it, I'm sure, for the next little while. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be telling us more on that one as it happens. Uh, now, of course, we've got an election coming up, but Aussies are going to the polls on October the 14th. This is the referendum on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Now, this has been really quite controversial um, as it's been going on. What's the feeling on this, what, five weeks out? Yeah, five weeks out, and um, it's. I think it's getting more confusing rather than uh, more simplified, and the latest polls are pointing to the yes vote slipping um, uh, further, or the yes vote was 
fairly strong up until a few weeks ago. Uh, now, um, I'm not sure, I'm sure you know of Australia's much-loved singer John Farnham. Um, he, uh, he's been pat- battling throat cancer for the past 12 months. He's in recovery now. He's allowing for the first time um, in an advertising campaign his song, You're the Voice, to be used in advertising for the Yes campaign, but I'm not sure whether it's going to be uh, too little too late. Uh, now, the the voice, I'm not sure if you're aware, it would be an, a new body that represents First Nations people from across Australia to provide their input into federal government decisions, policies, policies and laws that affect their lives. And that would require a change to the Australian Constitution, which is what, which is what those in the, the No Camp are concerned about. Uh, the, the latest news poll uh, report reveals support for the yes voters dropped to 38% and the no voters now on track uh, to gain a majority of votes with 53%. And over the weekend, the federal office people, he's concerned about enshrining a, enshrining a voice to parliament in the constitution. If he, he said if he wins the next election, he will hold another referendum on the voice. Now, this one's costing us $400 million or thereabouts, Susie, and I'm not sure if... Uh, the Australian taxpayers will be um, happy to have another one if this one fails. But I just wish they'd—I uh, just wish everyone would vote yes and, and get it done. Yeah, I mean, it's an awful lot of money, and would people want an, another referendum in a few years' time potentially? I mean, I shouldn't imagine that would be a particularly popular move. Yeah, well. Peter Dutton, the opposition leader, he he supports the creation of local advisory groups in regional and remote areas and having Indigenous Australians recognised, but not via a national advisory body. Uh, Whether he's um, nitpicking, I'm not sure, because he's in opposition, but um, Mm. it's it's certainly divided the nation at the moment, um, and we have five weeks left of campaigning. Uh, I'm sure I will be hearing uh, Johnny Farnham's You're the Voice song <laughs> on TV for the next little while at least. You sure will. It's got the feel, I have to say, of the Brexit vote about it when it's um, quite, you know, a relatively tight yeah. result potentially that, that you're looking at. For sure. Yeah. Now, what else is going on? Well, I often try to bring uh, Jesse uh, and your listeners some big Australian stories. And a few weeks ago, I mentioned that one of Australia's big things was vandalised on the central coast. The big prawn had its head mysteriously removed overnight. Now, we don't have any news of the return of the head, uh, but the Royal Australian Mint has just released a series of 10 $1 coins that commemorate and celebrate 10 of our most iconic big things around the country. Uh, we have the big pineapple, the big banana, the big blue healer, the giant koala, the giant Murray cod, the big Tasmanian devil, the big lobster, the giant ram, the big jumping crocodile. And there was one I hadn't even heard of. Uh, it was in Canberra. It's called the Big Swoop, which is a depiction of an Australian magpie uh, flying down and eating a chip. Um, now, <laughs> apparently there's over 600 big things around the around the country. I don't know if you've been to Australia and, and seen any, Susie. But I've, they were, I've been to the Big Pineapple a few years back. Have you? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, it's big. <laughs> and it looks like a pineapple. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm a bit disappointed the the big bogan uh, didn't make it onto a dollar coin. That's in <laughs> Ningen, and, uh, uh, but, um, you know, people probably much smarter than me made this 
selections on, on what was going. <laughs> you can also, um, uh, Australia Post has also released a series of uh, big thing stamps as well. So if you're not into coins, buy yourself some, uh, some new postage stamps. Oh, lovely. Now, we also have uh, Tim Finn playing at the Sydney Opera House, uh, one show only next Saturday night, and we're into the finals playoffs of, of playoffs of the Rugby League and the AFL, and the Warriors take on the Penrith Panthers on Saturday afternoon, and I have to say I'm going for the Warriors. I, uh, I'm not a fan of Penrith. They won the Premiership uh, the last two years, and I think um, somebody else deserves it, and, and why not the Warriors? They're doing well this year. Oh, good stuff. That's what we like to hear. Thank you so much for that update from New South Wales. Brad Foster in with us there.